the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Have you ever been hiking in the mountains? Imagine trudging up the rocky side of a 2,000-foot mountain. That's tough going. But that's exactly what Jesus and his apostles did at the start of today's gospel. Peter, James, and John are exhausted by the climb. They weren't ready for this. Why did the Lord make them climb all the way up this mountainside? The apostles had already heard Jesus say some strange words about his coming sufferings, mockeries, and death. But the apostles did not really want to try and understand. Little did did they know that their arduous climb up Mount Tabor was meant to be a little foretaste of Jesus' climb up Mount Calvary on Good Friday. Climbing Mount Tabor is a test for these apostles, and they are rewarded with the vision of the transfiguration. The face of our Lord becomes brighter than the sun, and his garments become whiter than snow. The veil of Christ's lowly humanity is lifted a little, so that the apostles can see a glimpse of his awesome divine dignity. In the coming passion, Jesus will soon allow himself to be betrayed and beaten, scourged and crucified, but not because of weakness. Today in the transfiguration, Jesus is showing that as God, he has full power to sacrifice his life and to take his life back again. During the dark days of his passion, soon to come, Jesus wants the lights of the transfiguration to remind the apostles of his divine glory. The transfiguration should help Peter, James, and John to remain faithful during Jesus' upcoming agony. This vision is meant to encourage the apostles as a prophecy of hope and foretelling of the resurrection to come. Certainly, Peter was deeply moved by the transfiguration, but his memory proved short-lived. On the night of the Lord's Passion, Peter forgot the transfiguration. He denied our Lord three times. He was forgetful of the promised resurrection as Peter ran and hid while our Lord died on the cross. Did you notice that the opening word of the introit today is reminiscere, the Latin word which means to remember? Like a good mother, the church wants us to remember what Peter forgot. We must remember our faith in the divinity of Christ. Remember our faith in his divinity, even in dark moments when all seems lost. The troubled times of today are certainly a test for our faith. However, let us be grateful that we ourselves can catch a glimpse of Christ's glorious transfiguration if we look closely at the life of his church throughout the centuries. Our transfigured Jesus is showing himself to us in the extraordinary lives, writings, and deeds of the saints. And the miracles, such as the cures of Lourdes and the Tilma of Guadalupe, which defy scientific explanation. 
Our transfigured Jesus is showing himself to us. And the masterpiece prayers and music of the liturgy. And the edifying example and charity of our neighbors in the church. And the visible holiness of the church's life. In so many ways, we can catch a glimpse of our transfigured Jesus here upon earth. In the church of Christ, we see a few rays of the lights of the transfiguration. So this Lenten season, let us open up our eyes to this divine light, which helps us make an act of faith in those words of Jesus. You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And remember, again, that Jesus said, Peter, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Peter, that your faith will never fail. These words of Jesus to Peter, the first pope, words from St. Luke's Gospel, these words are the foundation of our faith and the divinity of the church, which is the mystical body of Christ. After the transfiguration, Christ suffers his passion, but he rises again. So will the church, all of the assembly of faithful here on earth, we will follow in the bloody footsteps of our founder. And afterwards, the church will, like Christ, rise one day again in glory. The Catholic Church is a perfect society because it is the mystical body of Christ himself. But besides this divine element in the church, there is also a human element. And it is no surprise that this human element is imperfect and even sinful, as very sadly so many scandals have showed us in recent years. But let's remember that Jesus chose Peter, Peter who denied him, and Matthew the tax collector. Jesus chose apostles who were sinners before becoming saints so that we ourselves would not be scandalized at the weakness of those mere men whom God uses today as instruments to lead his church on earth. If the human element of the church were perfect in every respect, then we would be too intimidated to join it. Then the world would say that the church is only for an elite and not for everyone. So the human element of the church is imperfect, sometimes to a tragic degree. But this in no way diminishes the truth of the divine element, the divine element which is the holiness of Christ himself, Christ sanctifying us through the liturgy, through the sacraments, through the truths of the church which are given to us. But actually, the humanity of the church gives us hope. Hope that we can be touched by the divine grace which the church offers to all. Hope that from the sinners that we all are, grace can also make us saints. If, like Peter, we rise up in repentance for our past sins. And so on this day of our Lord's transfiguration, let us renew our faith in Christ and the and in the divinity of the church. That faith only grows if it is put to the test. 
And like the apostles climbing up that mountainside today, we, we are being tested ourselves today in these difficult times for the church and the world. The transfiguration reminds us that we must remain faithful. Faithful always. Faithful come what may in the future because Christ will never let us down. Just as the, transfigura- as the transfiguration foretells the victory of his resurrection, so does our full participation in the life of the church here on earth guarantee us a share in the life of the church triumphant in heaven. The transfiguration reminds us that God is always in control of everything. This is his church. He is the one who founded it. He is the one who is guiding it to salvation in heaven. On our own mountain climb through life, let us never complain, because Jesus is right here directing us. He is climbing with us. He is purifying us, correcting us, and protecting us. Today, more than ever before, we should be happy to be Catholic. So this Lent, let us not fall asleep in the slumber of sad discouragement, like the apostles in the garden. Let us not forget that the final chapter of the story will have the happy ending that Jesus promised. The gates of hell will never prevail because Jesus himself is our founder. So let us keep going up the mountainside of life. Let's put aside all excuses for not doing the good we know that we must do. This Lent, let us work harder at our own spiritual formation. Let us be good examples for our children and our young people. These are trying times for the church, but always remember the lights of the transfiguration, which shines all around us if only we care to open up our eyes and to look. Make your Mass Missal your bedside book this Lent, prayerfully reflecting on the daily readings each day of Lent. Learn more about Catholic art literature, music, and history of the saints in our church so that you can follow these examples of faith and charity. Open up your eyes to the good things your neighbor is doing around you and follow and imitate their good example. Prepare to make a consecration, our consecration to St. Joseph this coming Saturday. Trusting in in this patron of the Universal Church, to protect the body of the clergy and the faithful today, just as St. Joseph guarded Jesus and Mary to Egypt and back. Let us offer up our daily sufferings with patience, because the transfiguration reminds us of the heavenly greatness for which God created us. We must not be satisfied with spiritual mediocrity. We cannot settle for just an average Lenten season. But in his transfiguration, Jesus is calling us to something great. So with humility and prayer, and with trustful reliance upon divine grace, let us remember the light of the transfiguration on those dark days. And then your heart will be filled with joyful anticipation of that victory, that victory of Christ which is to come. Soon you will make it to the top of the mountain. Soon you will be home in heaven. 
Soon you will receive the eternal reward promised by Jesus for those who persevere. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.